You're listening to The Uninformed Show with Matthew Garetti. If you have any suggestions for future topics, send them in at MattGaretti on Twitter.com. Thank you for stopping by, and have a wonderful day. All right. Welcome back to... 32, episode 32 of The Uninformed Show, starting with week two of League of Legends, LCS. Alright, so let's just dive right into it. I'm going to say fuck the intro and everything like that. We're going to start off with Optic being 4-0, taking first place this year. Okay. Now, no one was expecting Optic to be a very effective team, I think, except maybe me. I thought Optic with Crown and Meteos is a very solid team. I think Arrow's very good. I thought they were going to be in fourth last season, but I think they got like ninth or eighth or something like that. And uh, this season, I thought they were going to go a lot lower. But to start off in first after week two is pretty surprising, I think, for pretty much everybody. I think... A lot of people had like CLG and FlyQuest beating them. Like I think that let's go through let's go through week one, okay? So they had Clutch Gaming, and I think Clutch Gaming's looking a lot better. We'll talk about that later. Um, I think like I think Clutch is a, a decent bottom barrel team, basically. Like that's it's they're not last place, but they're probably like seventh or eighth, probably. If we have to be completely honest, they're not great, but they have signs of of greatness, I'd say. 100 Thieves, on the other hand, is just a whole shit show of who knows what the fuck's going on. I have my problems with them, and I, of course we're going to talk about that later today. But 100 Thieves is just not very threatening, so... But I think week two was really the test to see what Optic was going to do because game one was against CLG, and I think CLG is a lot better this season, especially since they beat Team Liquid, which was one of the biggest upsets of probably so far, I guess I'd say. Like, if 100 Thieves beats Team Liquid, that's going to be the biggest upset of the year. But so far, it looks like that's going to be one of the biggest upsets, like them beating Team Liquid when they say in the first week they didn't have their act together, basically. But in week two, you expect your team to have your act together, but you lose to Counter Logic Gaming, who I believe got seventh last season, last split, possibly. So number one team who went to the finals of MSI versus number seven, eight team who didn't even get into playoffs. You definitely take Team Liquid in that, but CLG won. And so that's that was on Sunday, I believe. But uh, still, CLG, I think, is, was better than Optic last, season, last split. And FlyQuest was absolutely better than last split, especially since FlyQuest is probably in the running for 4-5-6, maybe even like 3-4-5-6. I think Team Liquid, Cloud9, TSM are still in that top bracket and TSM just need to figure out their issues and they'll come back into the face of the game or something. I have no idea what the fuck I would try to say about that. But like FlyQuest is definitely a lot better. was definitely a lot better than Optic last season. 
Last split. I keep saying season. Why the fuck do I keep saying season? It's a split, not a season. This entire thing is a season. Spring and summer, that's the season. Let's, let's try to move forward from that. And I think a lot of people were expecting FlyQuest to beat Optic, but I think uh, Optic being 4-0 is just like, oh, it's an eye-opener. This team's better than some of the other teams. Maybe they're even a 4-5-6 team like FlyQuest was last split. I got it that time. I mean, obviously, we're going to have to look to find out. I think next week's the real big test with Cloud9, who's probably... I'd say Cloud9's probably the best team in North America. Like, even though Team Liquid went to MSI, Team Liquid won, uh, like, what's it called? Won the LCS finals against TSM, 3-0 them, or not, 3-2 them, can't come back. They came back and beat them. I think next week, uh, Optic has a real test with Cloud9 on Saturday, what's on Sunday... Uh, Team Liquid, yeah. So next week's really going to test them. If they can at least beat Cloud9, I'd say they're probably one of the best in the league. Team Liquid, I don't think they can beat, but I still think Cloud9 is better than Team Liquid, even though Jensen left Cloud9. I think Niski's been putting out a really good performance, and uh, I think Licorice is really big on that team too. So you heard it here, I think... If Optic can beat Cloud9, I think they're in the running for 1-2-3. Because it's... I, I, I think Cloud9's got the better team over Team Liquid. I think the depth of what they can do is better. Because Team Liquid's basically make sure Impact doesn't die a lot. Make sure Doublelift gets early kills. And make sure Jensen's just even with the mid laner. And then Nick Smithy can do his thing in the jungle, basically. And he can do all his crazy shit, Nick Smithy shit that he does. I think uh, if they beat Cloud9, that'll be really the deciding factor to say whether or not this team is a top contender or not. And if they are, who's not going to be a top contender? Because can't have everybody be in the, in the playoffs, so who's going to go? Who knows? We'll figure it out later on in the season. So let's go back to uh, Clutch Gaming. Clutch Gaming, I don't think, is looking that bad. I think they're looking like a 6-7 team, probably, if I had to guess. Maybe not playoffs, maybe not 6, maybe 7-8. But I think they're looking better, despite what their record, because I believe they're 1-3 at the moment. Uh, despite their record, I think they're more effective than their past splits. I think uh, their first time in the LCS... Uh, I think they were in, like, fourth or something. They beat TSM when it was still Sven and Mithy. But I think uh, I think in, I think in the past they were still pretty faulty, and right now they're looking more stable with Cody Sun because I think Cody Sun's more of the main focus of the team. So I think with him there, that team is more solid than they were in the past. And I think maybe, like, next week they're play, they have TSM on Saturday, and they have... Fly quest. So, if they lose to them, then I'll go go back on that. Because if they can't beat the middle top tier of the teams, then they can't be part of the middle top tier, basically. And if I'm saying that they're going to be sixth or seventh, they have to be on that road, basically. The other thing I wanted to say is that whoever plays 
Clutch Gaming next, DSM. You guys have to ban Hooney's Rumble because he's an absolute monster on it. He doesn't even need ganks or anything. He could fucking trade kills with jungler top laner. He's a monster in this champion, and I think he's like the sleep. He was the sleeper pick, basically. But I think now that he pl- he's played it like three out of four games, basically. And he's very, very good on it. And I don't see why people just keep giving it to him. Like, maybe they, they don't win, but he's very talented on it. And I think forcing him to play something other than Rumble is definitely a big, big deal to me. So, TSM, please ban that next week because I don't th- know how Broken Blade's going to hold up against that. I think Hooney might beat him on his Rumble. But I've never seen... I don't think we've seen Broken Blade play against a Rumble, so I don't know what his aim is in that. So, moving on. Moving on to... This is going by really quick. We're only at eight minutes. We're on topic number three, and I think I only have six topics or something. Uh, 100 Thieves problems in my eyes. So, this goes back to when they took Meteos off of the jungling position, and they had that horrible, like, connection with him or something like that. Like, they told him, you're sitting out for MSI. I think they went to MSI or something like that. And they said, you have to sit out because we're going to try out this new guy who's not you. And that's it. And he, and Meteos took it as, okay, so I'm getting kicked off the team. That's cool. Um, and after that, he just said, I want to leave this team. I don't want to be a part of you guys anymore. And I think with the coaching staff, I think they could have handled that situation better because losing Meteos is like the start of the downfall, basically. Because Meteos was a really... He still is a really, really good player. Like, he's left and come back. He's pretty much like a high that has improved because high has left and come back, and he's never really changed that much. He's still pretty much how he used to play, just like a little bit better, but he hasn't improved in maybe like the last two years, and that's why I'm pretty sure he's not a player anymore. But Medios has stuck out and still played on top teams pretty much. And then they, and then 100 Thieves gets rid of him, and they bring in Anda, and Anda's just not that good. And then, for some reason, they have Cody's son, who I think was very good on that team. I think him and Aphromoo had really good synergy. And then they said, okay, so now we're just going to replace you with Rakara. And we're going to play Team Liquid, the number one team, in playoffs without Cody's son. I still don't remember why they did that. I think they said, like, oh, they haven't played much against Ricara, so they don't know his play style, but Ricara was still nothing compared to Cody's son, so that made no sense. And then they decide, we're just going to pick up Bang. We don't know what kind of synergy him and Aphromoo have, but we're just going to pick him up. And it seems like a wasted pick right now, because they have, like, two... I think they have two world champions on their team, and they're... 0-4, and none of their games have really looked close. Even, like, that last game when they were holding on by, like, one Nexus turret, and it was still cool to see, like, they had some heart in them. Like, they were like, we're not giving up. We still want to win this game. They had heart in them. They went to, like, five Barons. They went 35 minutes or something like that, and they got to their, like, scaling point where they did a fuck ton of damage, but that's too late. You guys already lost the early game, and I think a lot of that comes... To the point where, like, Aphromoo and Bang don't really synergize well. I don't see what their team's doing. 
I don't know how Amazing's fitting in all this because he looks frustrated as fuck when he's playing the game. He doesn't look like he's enjoying playing with his team, so I don't know what he looks like behind the scenes, but I can tell you he doesn't look excited to play with this team. And moving on, going back to Aframu, I think he hasn't improved much from last split. Like, last split, everybody was like, set that's like they wanted him off this team because he's not the player he used to be he used to be a great player who supported like double lift and clg and sticks a on clg and like he did great with cody's son but nothing has changed since then he hasn't improved and he hasn't improved from last split i think he's improved like slightly like his mechanics aren't as blatantly blatantly bad as they were last season but I think they need they need to either get rid of Afremu, they need to bench him and bring the person from Academy up because this is your rebuild basically. Because you guys already aren't starting well, so something has to change. So you either have to replace Afremu, or you need to give him like an ultimatum, like you need to improve by this this like game, like after week three, if you still aren't like what you were, or if you're not taking steps to improve then this is what we need to do and you need to we need to move on from you they need to do something like that because aframu isn't working out for this team and i don't think he's the main problem i think there's a lot of other things like like amazing still new they haven't synergized with him saligo is a new player in general and i think he's showing signs of life that he could be like a bjergsen for this team potentially for the future if he's trained well i think he's done pretty decently like he's not he was like the shining light basically in like the last game against who was that um on sunday against clutch gaming i think he was like the light like his azir plays were very very good even though i think uh what's his name lyra baited a lot of a few of his ultis out like once under tower um once at like baron or something like that but he still has really good mechanics and azir's a high high skill level champion and if you can play that champion well you could basically play him all pretty well because that dude's pretty insane and the last thing i think going back to coaching stuff i think probably has to go i think his past decisions have really not done very well and i think they've negatively affected this team and i think he's the the reason for that because he told medios to sit he said he sat cody's son and they lost the team liquid 3-0 I think uh, I think he's got to go, and I don't know. It, that Those are my opinions. If you don't agree with them, then oh well. Downvote the shit out of this video if you want. But that's just what it is, or audio. Depending on what station you're listening on, it could be on iTunes, SoundCloud, or also on YouTube. So, The Uninformed Show. Okay, going back to Optic. I heard a rumor that uh, they're supposedly leaving League of Legends or that uh, Immortals is going to replace them. So I, I didn't really understand that because I was under the impression that the franchising system was going to keep the teams around for a little longer. I think this is only the second year that these teams are here. So if they're already leaving, then what, what was the point of making this a franchising system? I thought maybe, like, were they going to add more teams later and then they were going to make the seasons longer maybe? Who knows? 
maybe you're going to ha- play teams less. Maybe you're going to do something like football where, like, you'll play that division once or something, and this is your division or something like that, and these are the people that you play the most. Who knows? That's what I thought they were going to lean towards. They were going to make more teams, something like that. But if they're just going to replace them and only have 10 teams all around, then what was the point of even, like, making it, like, competitive? Like, what was the point of saying, like, you need to, we're going to have a meeting and you're all going to make a case on why you need to be in the LCS during franchising? I don't, I didn't really understand that. And Immortals was more convincing of a team to stay in League of Legends than, like, Clutch Gaming. Even though Houston Rockets is a big deal, like, I still think Immortals is probably a bigger deal than them. And also, if Optic leaves League of Legends, what what like happens? Let's say the un the unthinkable happens. They go eighteen zero this season. Do they just leave? Like, are they going to be like we had so much success? We might even go to Worlds. I don't know how that works. Honestly, I don't think they can still go to Worlds. But if they go eighteen zero this season, do they still leave? Do they stay? Who knows? I don't. I don't. I don't think so. But if you do really well. It, like in the league if you're starting on the up climb why would you just say fuck that and leave you have a good team stick with it you've made you've spent all this money to make this team good now they are and now you're leaving but we'll have to see they're, they're definitely not going 18 and 0 i don't think they're going 18 and 0 i think next week they're losing to at least cloud 9 or team liquid but they could still potentially go 18 0 cuz they're 4 0 they haven't lost yet they're unbeatable. They're the only team that has not lost a game. So there's potential for them to go 18-0, but probably not. Moving on. Apparently Dignitas is uh, coming back to the league. Um, and like with Optic, the rumor is like another team's going to leave, right? So who's going to leave and shift for them? So I thought... Like, Dignitas coming back was like, oh, we're going to add more teams and we're going to have, like, a longer season and we're going to have, like like I said, something like football, divisions, something like that. They had, like, they could have, like, three or four divisions, technically, if they have 12 teams. So, but then my friend told me the news, like, r- like rumor is, like, Immortals is going to replace Optic. And I was like, okay. And Dignitas is likely going to replace somebody else. So who's that going to be? The likely answer is 100 Thieves, unless... Because the whole reason I think that 100 Thieves got the support from uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers is like, oh, we have LeBron on the Cleveland Cavaliers. And now he's not there, and Cleveland sucks. So 100 Thieves doesn't... If 100 Thieves doesn't have like a big backing like that, then what's the point of having 100 Thieves in League of Legends? So, that's the likely answer that they get rid of 100 Thieves. But you could say, like, oh, they could get rid of Golden Guardians, but that's probably not going to happen because the team's very well. The the team's doing very well. The team has been doing very well for past split and a half, basically, with all, like, their team changes, roster changes, getting Hauntzer and all that stuff like that. But uh, I I don't know who would leave maybe clutch gaming maybe 100 thieves i think golden guardian stays tsm's not going anywhere team liquid's not going anywhere cloud nine's not going anywhere i don't think FlyQuest would be out of the league maybe they would take out like clg but that's still very unlikely 
Um, those, that's what I think, at least. Like, the, on, the only, uh, like, option is basically 100 Thieves because, or the other option is shift to have more teams. I think that would be much better than just kicking teams out because I think that's just, that's depressing. Like, don't do that. Come on. Just, like, let's have a really good league. We can have some bad people. The Cleveland Browns were shit for, like, 20 seasons, and now they're on the uprise, and they're not getting kicked out of the NFL. So just add more teams and make the game more exciting. Next up, let's talk about CLG being the biggest upset against Team Liquid and what went wrong from my perspective for Team Liquid. So the first thing... Team Liquid messed up is they didn't get double lift any kills in the early game. So double lift it doesn't matter what champion he plays as long as he gets any kills, he can carry the late game, the mid and late game very well. And he's a very good like micro player basically, micro and macro first of all. Like he does very well all around throughout the game. And I think if they had got him early kills, then the game would have been much differently. But the other thing they needed to worry about was one, you didn't ban Aatrox. Aatrox is so fucking powerful. Even if he gets behind, he's still a fucking monster. You need to ban that dude. Especially against Ruin. Like, Ruin's a pretty good player. He hasn't shown how effective he can be, but I think in the coming weeks, he's definitely going to show that he's a really solid player. Let me see what those bans were. Give me a second. Oh, no. Uh, first game. Let's see here. Going to... Where's the lobby? Okay, so here's what the bans were for Team Liquid. They banned Yumi. That's what Biofrost plays. I think he played it very well in his games. Uh, Rise. That's against Power of Evil. Uh, Rumble. They took that away from Ruin. Lucian and Kai'Sa taken taking six ace champs away. So, I think you could take, uh, you could keep Kaisa in there, because I think Caitlyn's definitely played more than Kaisa anyway, so if you're going to ban an ADC, you got to at least ban either Caitlyn, or I think you should have banned Aatrox in that position, because Ruin got behind. He was like 0-3, and he still was a very effective player in the game. And I think he was more effective than what Akaisa would have done for the team. Especially with the composition they were going. They have Caitlyn, Bio. They wanted to counter some of the core JJ damage and Sivir damage. Because Sivir's Q was fucking strong as shit in the early game. And so they wanted to counter that kind of damage with uh, shields and shit like that. Because you max W on your support looks. So... I think uh, you ban Aatrox, and that team's slightly less powerful. The other thing is you don't feed the fuck out of Power of Evil because that dude was a absolute monster this game. Him and Wiggly both were monsters in this game, and they did some very, very good plays. Um, there's that one mid-play when uh, they flash queued over the wall, Wiggly flash queued over the wall, and then... Uh, Power of Evil got the kill onto, uh, what was that, Jensen, I think it was, and forced Core JJ to make an early, a late flash heal. I think those kinds of things that Power of Evil and, like, Power and Evil and Wiggly 
are very well synergized in this game. And I think that's why CLG won, because Power of Evil is like the star of the team, and he does really well. But Stixay is also really good. He, he went 6 and 1. <laughs> 6 1 and 5 by the end of the game. Dude's no joke. <clears throat> so I think really, like, TL probably should have banned Aatrox because Aatrox has really high impact in the later stages of the game with his, like, ultimate with his revive and all of the damage that he does. I think, and his healing, of course. Healing's absolutely insane with, like, a death, death's dance and all that stuff. <clears throat> I don't know if that's what he did. I don't remember what his uh, items were, but I know that I played against Death Dance Aatrox, and it's just, it's just not fun. There's no, no fun at all in the, uh, the reins of that game, basically. So, those are my thoughts on why CLG beat, uh, Team Liquid and what I think went wrong for Team Liquid. I think really it just came down to Doublelift didn't get early kills. If he had gotten early kills, then he would have been able... We saw them like they like CLG almost threw the game at one point. They were so excited, like, we're beating Team Liquid. This is fucking insane. And they almost threw the game on that bot inhibitor push. But they were able to, like, pull it out, get another Baron and then push it to end the game. So, there were still problems with the team. Like, they were too... Like, they were too, like, on edge. They were like, if we, if we get this inhibitor now, we'll be so much closer to winning. Oh, we're, we're losing this battle. Let's leave. Oh, we can go back in. Oh, we're getting fucked up by Kennen. By Impact's Kennen. That's bad. And then that's where they lost the fight, basically. <laughs> like, that's a really good play-by-play by, -play by Matthew Garetti from the Uninformed Show. Thank you very much, Matthew Garetti. Thank you. All right. So that's all for CLG versus Team Liquid. The only thing left to really talk about is, like, Grig versus Acadian, because Acadian loses in Week 1, Grig wins in week in uh, Game 2, Week 1. Acadian loses in Week 2, Game 1, and then Grig wins in Week 2, like, Game, game 2, basically. So if that kind of thing continues then I'll be able to give my like final basically analysis on Grig versus Acadian but I think now it's still too much early to tell and that I would be able to give my final thoughts on Grig versus Acadian after week four so that's all I really have to talk about so thank you very much for joining me in the uninformed show this has been Matthew Garetti have a wonderful day